0: Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. Happy New Year from us here on Success in the New Retirement here with Damon and Matt. I'm Jennifer Perry. And guys, it's a great time to talk about goal setting for 2020 because not only is it a new year, it's an entirely new decade, but where's the time gone? Oh my gosh, it's 2020. I can't believe we're actually saying that now. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the high school reunion numbers get higher and higher yes. and you're going,
2: what in the world? Am I that old? Especially when you think back to the, the how people were freaking out about the Y2K. You right. know, and that was all 20 years ago now. And yeah. yeah. And it's like, man.
1: And my kids it's funny. There's a phrase out there. Some people might've heard it's the, it's called okay. Boomer.
2: <laughs> yes. That's <Like, laughs> yeah.
1: what all the young kids say to, you know, you know, the old people when they say something that's not cool. And they're like, okay, boomer, right? So my kids will joke around and say that to me. And, you know, we have a good time with that. So,
0: well, (laughs) hey, just because we're getting a little bit older, guys, it doesn't mean that we can't set some new goals for ourselves in the new year. I know this is a time of year when a lot of people tend to make resolutions, but will you actually follow through on this? Now, Looking back over last year, guys, uh, I know you've kind of set out some goals for yourself. You you guys are very driven in your own personal life. And uh, Matt, you featured one of your goals. You went all in here on the podcast and uh, shared your Everesting journey with us in this last year. Do you have any goals like that planned for 2020?
1: Well, perhaps. So um, I had a buddy that did that hike. Him and his wife did it and she got hurt. And he admitted he wasn't as prepared as he should have and probably wouldn't have made it all 13 times. And so they have fully committed they're all-in to try it again this year. And so he's, he's trying to talk me into helping him and to be a part of that. So I told him if he gets prepared, if he's ready, then I'll do it with him. And at this time it would be going at his pace and pushing him up the hill and make sure they, they finish all 13. So we'll see what happens, but that's probably something that will happen here in probably June.
0: All right. Damon, any interest in joining them?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any interest in doing the Everesting. However, um, my wife and I, uh, sat down and, and talked about some of the goals that we want um, in our lives. And, and obviously as part of that, it's, it, there's always a physical goal and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and outlined a plan and, and how we're going to do it. And we're very specific about it. And, and the chances of us being more successful because we're doing it together is 100 times uh, more. And just like you know Matt's buddy, um, I believe he's talking about art is his name, and uh, he, uh, you know, having Matt there, who's done it successfully to help push him and drive him and hold him accountable along with his wife, you know, your chances of success in fulfilling goals is so much better when we have a, you know, a group of people committed around us to help us do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Having someone who's been there, done that really helps. And having someone to kind of cheer you on along the way, guys, is so crucial. But here's the thing about goal setting. Sometimes we don't follow through on these things. And actually, as part of your Everesting journey, Matt, uh, you turn me on to this guy, David Goggins. He's a former Navy SEAL. He's a good buddy of Jesse Itzler, who leads the whole Everesting 29029 challenge. And he was on CBS this morning talking about this recently, that actually most of us are only achieving 40 percent of our full potential and he talked about why that is the case well
2: the whole thing about it is that your your mind has the ultimate tactical advantage over you it knows your insecurities knows your fears and knows your self-doubts and knows all those creepy spots that right. we want to stay clear of so our mind keeps us from those spots so the whole 40 percent rule was i was living my whole life kind of going
0: away from those spots that made me very uncomfortable because you know, my mind was saying, you're not good here, you're not good there. More than half the time. More than half the time. It is interesting, that mind connection to what we're trying to set out to achieve, whether it's physically, financially, emotionally, guys. The brain is responsible for a mm-hmm. lot of that, isn't it?
1: Well, the brain is wired to keep us away from pain. Mm-hmm. So we have that common mechanism that's the flight or fight. And it basically tells us if it gets painful, we should back away from it. And so David Goggins, he, if you read his book or he, listen to him, he's adamant that our brain will tell us to just stop, that we're going to die, that this is going to just, you know, it's, you're at your brink when you're only 40% of the way. And so you have another 60% to go. Hmm. And he's adamant about that. And he, he talks about callousing his mind. And so he'll purposely put himself in situations to get his brain to start telling him that he should quit. And then he pushes through that and he basically says that that's what helps him accomplish the goals that he set. I mean, he's he set records for pull-ups. So he he said <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do the most pull-ups anybody's ever done in 24 hours.
0: And that's just miserable just doing one, guys. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> well, you would, I mean, you got to go and look at the pictures, but he did it and he, the first time he did it, he was doing it on a bar that was flexing, meaning oh. it, you know it wasn't oh a sturdy bar. And so his hands were getting torn up. By the time he ended up quitting and he failed, he did not accomplish his goal. By the time he quit, he had second degree burns on his hand because he had torn Mm. the flesh off of his hand so bad. But he pushed right through that. And so then, you know, I think it was like within a month he was back doing the pull-ups and he accomplished the goal and actually set the record and but for him it's just hey i'm just going to push through this the the mind's going to tell me to quit and so again let's circle that back to retirement and financial planning and things oftentimes actually sitting down and putting together a financial plan is the furthest thing from what we want to do. Yep, <laughs> It's painful. Uh-huh. It kind of tells us, oh, great, now I have to kind of live within this budget and I've got to start allocating more funds to savings and I can't play as much. And so a lot of us try to avoid that and put that off as long as we can. And it's something that it has some pain to it, right? I mean, it's, it's not fun sitting and talking finance. No, nope. Most people don't get a kick out of that. Well, you and do. I are weird, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, if we can say, well... And we've talked about this on the podcast before about something my, my sister would talk about is your future self is going to thank you for putting a plan together. Yeah. So your present self has to say, OK, what does my future self want? And I'm going to put in the effort so that my future self looks back and says, man, I'm really glad I did that. And so, again, when it comes to finances, if we can, the sooner the better, if we can start setting out a plan, have a plan for how much we're saving, what our plan will be for our budget, how can we pay down debt, how can we live within our means, all of these things that are going to pay dividends down the road, that's critical. And the sooner we can put that in place, the better.
0: Well, guys, since we are kind of in goal-setting mode right now, maybe people are thinking about their future selves here for a minute. Let's talk about some actionable steps that people can take, especially as we enter a new year, a new decade here. Financially, what would be at the top of some of those resolutions that maybe we should take care of?
2: I would think having a, having a plan. And if you feel like you have a plan, reviewing that plan, because life changes as we live it. And being able to sit down and, and understand where you're at helps you make so much better decisions going forward because you have an understanding where you're at a lot of times people will say well yeah I'm I put aside 15% into my 401k and that's good enough right but you know David Goggins also talks about having this accountability mirror mm-hmm. right and, and holding it up and sometimes looking at, And having to say some not kind things to yourself or being able to look at yourself truly and see, am I really on track? Am I really doing these things so that you can then say, no, I'm not. Right. And so I need to do X, Y and Z. And so starting where you're at, understand where you're at. And in our process, as people come in to see us and we do that, that's our first, you know, we get two or three appointments in with someone and they're like, well, when and when are you going to tell me what you're going to do? And it's not that we're procrastinating or we've, or, you know, we've got a secret you know, curtain we're going to pull. It's that, hey, we really want to educate you and help you understand where you're at, the good and the bad, so that we can hold up that accountability mirror and say, okay, this is what you have. You're 80% invested in risk and 20% and you're three years away from retirement. If the market drops, this is the kind of results you're going to get. Is that what you want?
0: Right, yeah.
2: Or did you realize that you know, you're paying... more in fees a year than you should be, because you've got these investments that are very inefficient, that are way more expensive than these that are going to perform just as well, whatever it is, right? But I think starting where you're at, you know, and understanding where you're at is is probably your, your first place to start.
0: Matt, any other resolutions you'd add for us? What can we actually get started on this year?
1: Well, I would say look at the budget. Our most successful clients are ones that actually know what they're spending their money on. And again, when I say budget, that doesn't have to be a curse word. It doesn't have to mean that. <laughs> it sounds it's, like it's you know better. you can't. They're not spend, handcuffs, right? Yeah. It's, it's understanding where the money is going. Because again, I think one of the biggest problems people have when they enter retirement is if they don't have a good grasp of how much they're actually spending then they really don't know how much they're going to need to be able to maintain the lifestyle they've had, plus the extra things that they wanted to do in retirement. And that's where it gets scary. And so the more certainty we can put around what we're actually spending, the easier it is to have a plan to say, hey, you know what? My Social Security covers 50% of that. I've got this that's going to cover the other 40%. I've got this extra money that I could tap into if I need more. And that's a key too. So again, I'm not saying, you know, go on rice and beans and not spend and not enjoy things, but have an understanding of what you're spending because that, that will lead to a lot of success as far as knowing what you've got, what you're going to need and how you're going to be able to produce that kind of income in retirement.
0: Yeah, but uh, guys, one of the things you're really big on, too, is putting these things on paper. I mean, it's great to have a rough idea of what your budget looks like in your head. It's another thing to actually put it down on paper and actually see it. There's something that makes those goals more real when you do that, isn't it?
2: Yeah, being able to see it in black and white and write it down um, helps you to visualize it, helps you to commit to it, uh, helps you to really understand where you're at. And, you know, like, well, anything. and it's a
1: process that also requires a couple to kind of get on the same page, too. Again, yeah. husband and wife, sometimes yeah. we have different ideas of what retirement's going to look like or, or what's going on. And usually one's the saver and one's the spender. So if you can put it down on paper and you can have the discussion, and, you know, sometimes Damon and I joke that we're, you know, marriage counselors, that we're, we're, when we're talking to someone, we're kind of the mediator between the spender and the <laughs> saver, right?
2: Yeah, we have but, a couch in the office. <laughs> <so>.
1: <laughs> but, but if you can get on the same page, Number one, there's power in both of you being on the same page. But number two, that allows you to actually address some of the issues that maybe you haven't been talking about. That means that now you're working towards the same exact goal. And I think that's really powerful.
0: Well, we'd love to hear what your resolutions are for the new year, for the new decade, too. Start getting some of those on paper. And if you'd like to drop us an email with your goals, do that online with us at successinthenewretirement.com. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.